will throw from the left hash, looking right side. Longy one on one, caught to the right pylon. Is he in? Yes, he is. Austin Longy from Luke Medlock, a 20 yard pitch and catch, and the Rams are on the board. First and 10 from the Colgate 15. Hand off to Davis, up the middle along the right hash, untouched into the end zone. He runs past the tee in Colgate. A 15 yard touchdown run for the freshman Zach Davis. Monday, October 16th, and another edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Matt Murphy with Tommy Aldrich, and as always, joined in studio by Fordham head football coach Andrew Briner. Coach, thanks again for joining us this week. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll jump right into it. 38-12 loss up at Colgate this past Saturday. Obviously a tough game in certain areas. What are your biggest takeaways from this past week's game, the second of Patriot League play? Yeah, um, you know, Continued disappointment um, in, in the lack of uh, results that we're seeing. Um, you know, positive takeaways. I, I thought, you know, again for the the first half and, and majority of of the the third quarter, our defense continues to to play at a high level. Um, we need to to sustain that and, and play four great quarters of defense. Offensively, it, it, it it's you know it's an execution issue. Um, we 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 have to continue to to work and and find ways to to get the ball down the field quickly I think you look at the the last scoring drive you know four plays 75 yards that's that's the standard that's what we're accustomed to um, doesn't mean we can't sustain drives but but when we're forced to continually sustain drives um, we're, 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 we're struggling in that area third down red zone um, so you know we got to you know improve our level of execution and and you know the the kicking game as well um, you know just execution um you know winning winning the kicking game um as opposed to it being uh you know a stalemate or or a loss let's stick with the positives on the defensive side of the football tommy and i were both very impressed with the continued successful play of cornerback dylan maben he had four pass breakups bringing his numbers nationally ranked in, in that category what did you think about his game against Colgate? Obviously, a standout game. Yeah, Dylan. Dylan is a guy that you know I think has really played at a high level virtually the entire season, um, and, and I think the the numbers continue to show up and and, and support that. Uh, but no, very impressed. You know, four pass breakups in, in one game is that that's a high number. Um, you know, they the the opponents some continue to throw at him, and, and a and few he, of them were red zone too. Yeah, yeah. No, he he does he does a great job. We ask a lot of him. Um, you know, schematically, uh, he plays a lot of press. Um, he, he's responsible for his man. You know, the the vast majority of the the downs, and and he he's played at a high level, as I said. You know, pretty much the entire season. Yeah, number eight always. You know, just sticky at the end of plays. Really, like you're following the play, you're following the play, you watch the ball, and then boom, eight's breaking up the ball the majority of the time. And not only just that, but in the return game, seemingly a threat every time. I hold my breath. And I don't think it's because he took one of the house earlier. He really looks like he could break one out most most times. Yeah, no, and and we got one loose, got it up on the the kicker on Saturday. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. poor execution, um, you know, led to a penalty and, and brought it back. And, and and that those are the things that you can't do, um, you know, if you if you expect to win football games. And continuing with the defense. Uh, last week you were impressed with Brenneman and you had some positive things to say about him. He was able to get in the end zone three times, but you stopped him mostly on the run, only 33 yards on the ground. And the way he takes off, you know he could have gone for more. And uh, how did you guys think you did against him? 
Yeah, I think in the run game, we did what, what we wanted to against him. We forced him to hand the football off. Um, when you're when you're playing an offense such as Colgate's, you can frustrate them. You can you can slow them down um, by not letting the quarterback rip that big run. And, and we did that. Um, you know, they handed it off to Holland, and 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 James is a great back. He has been for a long time in this league, and and he had a good day. We get you know. We can do better in that area, uh, but but the game plan was to to force Brenneman to to hand the football off. Um, we did that at times in the past game. I thought he did a nice job. Um, we got to continue to put pressure on the quarterback and not allow the the quarterbacks that that we face to have as much time um, to to throw the football. It becomes very challenging as a defensive back um, when when the quarterback's able to go back there and, and get back there and go through that progression one, two, even three. Now that, that's a long time to cover. So we got to continue to generate pass rush and, and I think as we do that and you've seen it on 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 game day that when we're generating the pass rush, we're stopping the run and the pass, you know, well. Moving to your offense now, this is something we'll talk to Coach Barboza about later in the show as well. A few young receivers got involved this past week. How do you think the underclassmen have done adjusting to the college game so far? Not just the receivers, but you see it at linebacker and on the defensive line and other areas as well. I think they've done well. I, I really do. I'm, I'm proud of these guys. Um, it, it, it's a process. Um, it, it's not going to be perfect week one. It's Probably not going to be perfect week 11. Um, you know, freshman year, getting thrown into the fire. Um, you know, there, there's a there's development, there's maturation that, that goes on. But you look at guys that have played since early in the season, Glenn Cunningham at linebacker. I mean, the, he just really impressed how much better he gets week to week to week. Uh, Nick Zakelge, right tackle, started all but – but the first game against Army, again, improvement week to week to week. Guys that, that give you a lot to be excited about in the future. Some young guys playing at receiver, some guys that, that are older that haven't played uh, before. Um, they're out there, they're battling, um, and, and they're going through the same process that, that everyone goes through. Obviously, theirs got delayed. It's a little bit later in the season. But, you know, you, you see guys show up in practice and they earn opportunities on game day. I'm glad to hear you mention Cunningham, Coach, just to – He's your goes, favorite. Goes to show I'm not crazy. You had yeah. a big game for you this week, Tommy. Yeah. Twelve tackles. <laughs> okay, so he is one. Do you of my have him favorites. on fantasy, Tommy? I don't know if you could have a defensive player on fantasy. You've been listening to the whole show, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, so a drive that was very short could have been an indication of what the future could look like when you had Hunter Harris catch it. There got to be forty plus yards, and then. Davis run in showing that speed that he really shows. So what what was that drive like? Yeah, that that was that was as I mentioned, you know, kind of with the the first question. That is quite frankly what we've been missing um, offensively, and, and and we're you know I told I told the offense on Sunday when I met with them we're not far off we're, we're not far off from getting that on a consistent basis. Um, we 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 all need to to execute at a, a higher level. But what you saw on that last drive was it wasn't always perfect, but we went fast. Guys executed, guys made plays. We got back onto the football after somebody made a play, ripped another play off, and, and you know when you get the defense back on their heels a little bit, you can have success even if the picture's not 100% perfect. Just taking a look at the box score over there, Colgate didn't have any turnovers and they didn't have any penalties in the game. Very disciplined uh, this past Saturday. How much of a factor was that in the end result? 
big factor for us, especially on special teams with the with the penalties, you know, to bring back that many return yards and, and change field position, those are those are detrimental, um, without a doubt. You know, as far as Colgate, no turnovers, no penalties, that's Dan Hunt, Colgate football. Um, I, I told you last week, Coach Hunt does as good of a job as, as anyone um, of, of getting his players to play clean, disciplined football, and, and, and it showed up on Saturday. We, we, have to, we have to do the same. And, Coach, what, what was your evaluation of the offensive line? It's something we've been talking about somewhat a little bit like moving pieces around sometimes. I haven't been able to been – I haven't been keeping tabs on it, but it's just been a unit I've watched, and I've thought as the years – or as the season's gone on that the push they've been able to create has improved steadily over the past few games, and how have they dealt with not knowing about who's rushing behind them and how may that affect how they block – yeah, I, I think offensive linemen probably don't know who's block who who they're blocking yeah. for. They're they're guys that very much are, are hard hat guys. I'm gonna go do my job um and, and not not worry about that. Um I, I overall um run game and, and pass game I've uh, been pleased with, with what the offensive line's done. Um we've been able to generate some consistency as far as who's in there over the last three, four weeks. Um and, and I thought they've done they've done a, a good job. Um obviously areas to improve all over the place but and they they have those those things too but I, I've been I've been pleased I think coach Galt has done a really nice job with that group coach one last question here in our look back to this past week the quarterback position something you obviously evaluate very closely senior Luke Medlock started for Kevin Anderson who didn't suit up what was your message to Luke before his second career start in a Fordham uniform? Yeah express my confidence in Luke um, you know we're fortunate to have you know Kevin obviously as as the starting quarterback and and Luke as a backup quarterback a guy that's been in the system for 3 years knows it obviously limited physical reps both you know practice because you're a two and and one or in the game because you know Kevin has been able to stay healthy and and, and play at a high level but um I can tell you as as you know from a game planning standpoint from a play calling standpoint it is it, it's a big advantage to know that you can Call the game as you normally would uh, with your with your backup quarterback. Um, you know, I don't think of Luke as a backup quarterback. He's got the knowledge level um, that that you 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 expect out of a starting quarterback. So my message to him was that that I'm confident in him. I believe in him. Um, he has every reason to be confident and believe in himself um, to play within himself um, and not try to win the game on one play um, and, and and be consistent. And you know, at times. I thought you saw starter caliber play from him at times. You know, he, he, like all of us, need to do a better job. Coach, thank you, and we look forward to hearing from you again later on for a look at Georgetown. Absolutely. Now time for our X's and O's segment. Pleased to be joined by first-year assistant coach Andre Barboza, who coaches the wide receivers here for the Rams. Coach, Welcome to the WFUV studios, and how's your transition to Fordham and New York been so far this year now that you've got some more time under your belt? Well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, my transition has been going well. Obviously, some things haven't been going the way we wanted to as a football team, but, you know, I enjoy New York City. You know, I know being a Massachusetts Boston-born guy, that's tough for me to say, but I enjoy New York City <laughs> and I enjoy Fordham University, so I'm enjoying my time and I'm thankful and blessed to be here. Well, the Patriots got the win yesterday over that the is, Jets, so that's that something. That is true. That is true. Yeah, so, Coach... You've had a lot of guys coming in and out, dealing with some injuries, but um, two guys I want to talk about specifically, Corey Cattle, 
before he was get before he got hurt was just getting a lot of volume and doing a lot of great things mm-hmm. and almost you know at the exact same time he leaves and Austin comes back mm-hmm. and Austin looks so good and they're so similar to me when I watch them they both have they both bring similar things to the table and and they're both just so such impressive players fast quick mm-hmm. long speed really everything so for you what is the temptation of getting them on the field together? What could that be like? And could you potentially illuminate to me what are some differences in their game? Um, they're both very special players. You know, they're both they both have their strengths. You know, they they both do similar things, but they both they do them differently. Um, unfortunately, haven't been able to have them on the field at the same time. But you know, Austin is a quick, shifty guy with great ball skills. He, um, you know, is the quickest feet I've ever seen. One of the fastest guys I've ever been around, and he, you know, he's a competitor. Corey, same deal. Corey, to me, you know, he has a mighty mouse mentality. You know, he's okay. not the biggest guy out there, but he's gonna walk up to anybody and say, "What's up?" I'm little Steve fight. Smith exactly. action. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. And we do have the the highlight of Austin's touchdown from Saturday. So let's cue that up in the back if we've got it ready. Metlock, who will throw from the left hash, looking right side. Longy one-on-one, caught to the right pylon. Is he in? Yes, he is. Austin Longy from Luke Medlock, a 20-yard pitch and catch, and the Rams are on the board. That Longy touchdown was nice. I was actually a little surprised to see him get all the way to the pylon mm-hmm. there. What happened on that play, and then how athletic is he to get to, to get actually in the end zone there from a little a few yards out? Uh, he, you know, he's a shit, he's a quick, shifty guy, great ball skills. I mean, that was a great throw by Luke, and he was able to just make the play. You know, it was kind of a double route for us, and Austin sold the first route, did a great job getting out, creating separation. Then he just made the play. And I honestly don't know how he got into the pylon, but that's just the type of guy he is, type of athlete he is. You know, he's able to maneuver in there. It was, it was a big-time play for us. And Austin's obviously a junior, but there were some young receivers that got involved with mm-hmm. this week, even younger than, than Austin, a couple sophomores and freshmen. How did it feel to see guys like Joe Ferraro and Hunter Harris notch their first career catches against Colgate under your supervision and guidance as their coach? Uh, it was it was awesome. It was awesome to see because those guys are putting in the work. You know, Joe Ferraro comes out every day, you know, and he just works hard. He doesn't, that was a heck of a catch he, he, in traffic. It was, and, that, and that's just kind of yeah. the guy Joe is. He's like, that ball is up. It is mine. And he I see the Joe. Ball. Is Joe dancing a lot before the game? No, Joe's, <laughs> Joe's the uh, he's a hype man hype of the group. Okay. You know what I mean? So he gets a lot of love from him. So that was a great play by him. And Hunter Harris, you know, to me, has the potential to be an all-time great here at Fordham. I mean, wow. as a freshman, he can run faster than anyone I've ever seen. His size, ball skills, he's got a bright, bright future if he continues to work hard positive things in the future that would be excellent uh another guy so we talked about some guys who i would envision running some out routes and some slant routes and being really good at that and then here you got a guy in jonathan lumley who's six foot four mm-hmm. and we're just taking shots to him all game mm-hmm. uh what is it like to have a big bodied receiver in the mix as well you know i look at john lumley sometimes and i'm like man i'm surprised this guy isn't at alabama to be honest yeah. <laughs> he is you know not your average patriot league type receiver as far as from the way he looks and in and his ability to play john to me is has a potential to to be a big big factor in this league for a long time um you know he brings a different skill set to the group and hopefully he continue to build on it going forward and lumley was one of the guys that caught one of the many tipped or contested balls yes. in that game there was like yes. four <laughs> balls that were tipped up and caught by guys in the other jersey including a couple by 
the Fordham guys. What did you make of your guys just staying with it on tipped and contested balls? I mentioned the Ferraro catch past midfield, and, and Lumley had that great catch on the sideline mm-hmm. after the defensive back tipped it up. That was an amazing catch, by the way. Yeah, Those are uh, those are plays we call fanatical effort plays, where it's just that that urgency to make the extra play, you know, that extra whatever it is inside, you know, you didn't give up on the play. And those two plays are examples right there. I mean, John is staying with the tip ball, diving on the ground, making the play. Then Joe just, I mean, going up to get the football over defender. That's, you know, those are great plays. And those are, you know, fanatical effort type plays. Seven different guys caught a pass in the game. How much is that going to help in terms of experience for the next stretch of games with four left on the schedule? You know, it's the way we've been, you know, the way the injury bug has gotten us this year. That only that's only going to help us just because guys know what's expected. Guys have playing experience. Guys can step in at different positions and help out where it's fit, and that's been a big help to us. And, you know, whether they're freshmen or juniors or whatever, guys just being able to step in and give us something has been a big help and will continue to help us going forward. And, Coach, how much are how, how if at all, are, are you aware, to what degree are you aware of which personnel is in the game? So whether it be for injuries or just – case-by-case situations, are you altering, and and maybe you're not the one calling the offensive plays, are you altering routes based on personnel? No. Uh, Well, we, you know, the Coach Briner's philosophy, offensive philosophy, our staff, you know, the next guy up has got to be able to do the same thing that we expect the number one guy to do. Regardless if you did it or not, we are not going to change the play. We are expecting you to use the same technique and execute at the same level as a guy that was in front of you. and, you know, that may be a challenge at times, but, you know, we're not trying to change the standard. We just got to continue to get better so we can all answer the call when it's our time. Got it. And one of the guests on our show tonight on this edition of Monday Night Quarterback is Austin Longy. How much does Austin open up the field for guys on the outside? Because you targeted Lumley more than a few times in the last game. Hunter Harris had the 40-yard reception. How much does Austin's speed and athleticism open up the field? He draws a lot of attention. Um, you know, being in the slot, he gets matched up on, you know, linebackers or safeties which isn't an ideal situation you'll see a lot of times where guys will come into a nickel package and put a corner in there or double them with the safety in the linebacker or something he he definitely opens things up for the outside but he also does a great job finding ways to get open even though he is getting a lot of attention um you know he's he's a special player special player and our other guest on the show is Luke Medlock who played quarterback <laughs> this week and they obviously had that 20-yard touchdown that we heard what is the biggest difference in practice leading up to a game where it's going to be a new QB under center because obviously doesn't have as much in-game chemistry with the pass catchers? You know, honestly, nothing changes. You know, if if it was Luke or it was Kevin or it was the next guy up, nothing changes for practice. It's the same. Our receivers understand they need to be in the same spot, doing exactly their, their jobs. And, you know, Luke understands he has the same expectations that Kevin has, and nothing changes as far as from an offensive standpoint and what we're asking them to do as a coaching staff. Coach, thanks so much. Best of luck down the stretch with the last four games. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Let's move on to our Inside the Huddle segment. Very pleased to be joined by junior wide receiver Austin Longy and senior quarterback Luke Medlock. Luke, we will get to you, but we've got to start with Austin because from what I understand and from what Facebook tells me, it's your 21st birthday today. So let us be not the first, but among (laughs) the many to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. It's a big one, man. I'm 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 surprised you're with us at this hour. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll end it at that. <laughs> yeah. So you had your second touchdown catch of the season on Saturday in your third game. We do have the highlight from that. I don't know if we want to roll it now. We'll wait a second on that because we've played it already on the show. But how much? I'll start. Actually, go to Luke for this because you obviously threw the football to him. How much yeah. confidence did you have 
in that play, and what did you really see before the play at the line of scrimmage? So before the play, I kind of went to a one-high shell. I was looking at the corner, and I knew if the corner had been on my post, I would have had awesome one-on-one with the linebacker, and I just took the best matchup. And then for you, Austin, how much confidence did you have that you'd be able to get to that right pylon for Fordham's first points of the game? Because I know you caught it a few yards short and kind of had to reach out and get there, similar to the uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins controversial call <laughs> that we saw in the Jets game yesterday, but you were able to have the touchdown stand up. Uh, yeah, no, Luke put the ball in a good spot, and uh, I just made the catch, and uh, my momentum took me forward, ran to the front pylon, so nothing too crazy. And Austin, you, you've been back now for two games, and, and you've put up in quite impressive numbers and, and added a spark to the offense, in my opinion. Uh, how have you felt coming back since the injury, and what's it been like to produce? Uh, it's been good. I mean, obviously, as we all know, we've been uh, pretty hurt this season, so uh, we need people to step up in different places. So I just do as much as I can, and um, I have full faith in Luke. And just as an offense, we need to just work together and make things work. And just watching you, how much confidence are you playing with right now? You seem to get open a whole lot, and uh, I could even go back to the end of the Lafayette game when I saw you run two straight, uh, I think they were not posts, but going the other way on the right side, yeah. and you were pretty open both times. So you're out there running really good routes. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, body body being a little banged up in the past, um, trying to get back healthy now. So, um, I mean, I'm pretty confident in my routes and uh, just try to get as open as possible and make it easy for the quarterbacks. Luke, on the two scoring plays, the two scoring drives from Saturday, the one to Austin was the culmination of a 12-play, 80-yard drive, and then the Zach Davis touchdown run was obviously, I think, a four-play drive that we talked to Coach Briner about. What was kind of the dynamic of both those scoring drives? Because they were very different. So what kind of happened on each of those? Uh, one thing that helped a lot on both of those is that we were playing with a lot of tempo. We played a lot of confidence. Uh, late in that game, it was just kind of – hey, let's just try and get our offense rolling. Let's just get some points up on the board. Let's just get it rolling to the next game. Uh, the 12-play drive was, if I believe so, it was a fourth down conversion. There was a couple third down conversions. So it was just a team in tight spots just buckling together and just sticking up. And then the four-play drive, it was just everything was hitting, everything was open. We just made a nice drive. And, and Austin, so as a quarter – excuse me, Luke, as a quarterback – uh, what's it like practicing like you're going to play every week? Because that's undoubtedly what you do. So, uh, I mean, it's just the same thing. It's a lot of film. It's probably more film than anybody can think about. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a lot of talking with the coaches, making sure the coaches and yourself are on the same page of what's going to happen each week and what you want to call versus what coverages. Uh, it's also being in sync with the other quarterbacks, which is probably one of the big things that we do as a quarterback group is that we're in sync with each other, and we all know we all help each other when whoever's out on the field playing. So that's probably one of the coolest things about us. And Austin, you're a guy that returns punts for Fordham, but you missed a chunk of time this year. You did break off a good return this week that was called back for a, a penalty. How do you feel back there returning punts now that you're getting your legs back under you in game action? I'm uh, pretty confident. Um, Corey was there, and unfortunately he got hurt. Um, but, yeah, no, I returned punts a whole ton um, in high school. Uh, not not the same type of punts. High school punts in the FCAC are kind of just a bunch of rolling footballs and you scoop it and just run with it. But, um, no, yeah, I'm pretty confident back there, and it's, it's definitely nice to be back there. Uh, what is your guys' uh, – I just want to get a little player's perspective, just attitude right now about your next game at Georgetown. Um, Briner talked about – head coach talked about uh, – 
putting the foot on the pedal and sort of stopping the streak, how big would it be to get a win? And, and what is your guys' attitude right now? Uh, right now our attitude is, hey, let's just think about this game, not think about any other games. Uh, let's just get some points up on the board and just show who we are and who we've been in the past and why we should be where we are, like why we shouldn't be there and why we should be a great offense like we should be projected at at the beginning of the season. When I – yeah, Austin, go ahead. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously at this point, uh, with our record being 0-2 in the conference, uh, it's doubtful for us to actually win the conference. So at this point, it's really pride. So I think a lot of people have realized that and a lot of people bought in. So um, as a team, we just have to kind of come together and just make it work. I was going to say, when I talked to Coach Briner before the, the Colgate game on Saturday – he kind of talked about a message of continuing to fight. How can you guys go about that this week, specifically in practice with what you're doing and just keeping that energy level high? I think personally it just comes down if you love the game or not. Uh, personally, I've played football my whole life. My, my two older brothers play football. My dad's been coaching football for 30 years. It's been everything I've ever done. So I That's know a heck of an answer, man. Stop right there, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm now ready. I'm going out to go play Georgetown or something. <laughs> We'll keep it moving, though. I, I don't want to go too far back to the Colgate game, but just having Austin out there for you with it being your second career start as Fordham, for Fordham and him coming back into the lineup the last two weeks, how nice was it to have him out there? Because seven receivers caught balls in the game, so obviously some new faces that you might not have worked with as much. So how nice is it to have a steady presence like Austin out there on the field with you? It's always great to have somebody like that you know you can just fall back on and make plays. Uh, just find him wherever he is, if it's underneath or down deep. It doesn't matter. You can just give him the ball, and he can make plays with it. So that's probably one of the great outlets that you can just look at. Why do you think he's able to find so much room out there? I just think he knows what the defense is doing, and he knows how the defense is going to try and react to him and what they think we're going to do. So he sets it up the opposite, and he does it every week, and he, he studies hard on what they're going to do and knows exactly what they're going to do so we can attack at their weak spots. And a big turn in that in the Colgate game was before the end of the first half when – we had the Fordham had the turnover, and what was the mood in the locker room like after that turnover before the end of the half that ended up allowing them to tack on the field goal and make it seventeen nothing? Um, I mean, it was obviously not not any great feeling um, in the locker room being down. What was it, seventeen zero? Yeah, a half. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, as a coaching staff, we made our adjustments um, and just kind of stuck with our game plan. And unfortunately, obviously, it didn't work out in our favor, but. Um, as a team, I think we still fought and we played hard. So, All right, Luke, I've got one more question about – I don't want to harp on this game too much, but there was just some things that stood out to, to us doing the game. The Colgate defense held you guys to 4 of 14 on third down tries. What kind of looks made it especially hard to convert those because you guys have converted at a higher rate in the previous games? Um, I think it just comes down with the basics. I just got to fall back down to the basics and just convert on uh, – uh, it's just simple things. We had a couple of third and shorts. We had a couple of third and mediums, a couple of third and longs. That stuff was open that we should have hit, that we should have done different, and uh, we just got to convert it personnel-wise. And Tommy brought up this week at Georgetown, the last road game of the season. Either of you guys can take this. What area do you think you can improve on this week to have the best chance of picking up Patriot League win number one? Um, I think definitely offensively. Um whether it's people making more plays or getting into different looks, um, I think that's where it starts. The defense has been playing great, and I feel like over the last two to three years, it's been honestly the opposite. And um, that's not bashing our defense. I think our offense has just been that great in the years uh, in the past. Um, so I think it's really just getting back to our offense. And um, I mean, obviously not having Chase healthy is a huge co contribution to that. But um, 
I think, yeah, just getting into different looks, getting into different calls in different situations I think would have benefited us a ton. All right, we're going to end with a couple of more lighthearted questions before we get you guys out of here. Luke, who is the best basketball player on the football team? Because I did see that you played basketball Whoa. in high school, and <laughs> I've seen you guys down there at times playing pickup sometimes. Who's the best basketball player on the team? Is it you? Nah, as much as I want to say it's me, it's, it's, it can't be me. Uh, I do love playing basketball. It's just a fun game to play. But to be honest, it's probably Jalen Ali. Okay. Uh, Makes sense, being the son of UConn head coach Kevin Ali, yeah. former Philadelphia <laughs> Sixers player. I'm a Sixers <laughs> fan myself, so I like to hear that. Man, genetics, man. <laughs> and then last one, Austin, we mentioned at the top, 21st birthday today. What is your favorite birthday memory, if you've got one off the top of your head? Oh, that's Ooh. Putting you on the spot here. <laughs> Honestly, I've... Or what do you got planned for today? Today? I'm about to go to my Spanish tutoring session. That's mandatory. Oh, man. And, Talk uh, about a birthday present. I know. And then after that, I don't know. I'm just going to relax, probably play some 2K, hang out with my girlfriend, call it a day. Awesome, man. Sounds like a good 21st birthday. Right. Sounds good, guys. And we got the regular season opening up tomorrow, right, with the NBA? Yes, yeah. Sir. Yes, yes, sir. Some good games. Some All good right, games. guys. Thanks so much for giving us some time, and best of luck against Georgetown. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. It. Now joined once again by head coach Andrew Briner to take a look ahead. Georgetown this week, Coach, what's the message in practice, obviously now early in the week, looking ahead at your third Patriot League game? Yeah, the the, the, the message is, is continued improvement, identifying the issues that we have, identifying those issues that are correctable and, and getting them corrected. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the message is all of us players and coaches, you know, a level of personal pride. And, and then the, 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 the big message is, is, you know, stick your foot in the ground and stop the slide. Um, you know, obviously no one is, is, is happy with, with the last several weeks, you know, the, the, the record on the season, but, but the season's not over. Um, and, and we have an opportunity to stick our foot in the ground, change the course of the, the, the season and, and, and finish it the way we want to. It's the final road game of the season. How important is it to not look too far ahead to the three-game homestand on the schedule? There's there's no looking ahead. Um, at one and six, our focus is, is exactly in front of our face, and, and Georgetown is, is our opponent this week, and they have our full undivided attention. And so speaking of the Bulldogs, when you – Hoyas. But Hoyas. Bulldog oh. is the mascot. It's fair enough. Yeah, kind of confusing. <laughs> what is a Hoya? I don't know. Anyway. Their mascot's a Bulldog, but they're called the Hoyas. Yeah, I don't know what a Hoya is. No. All right, continue. Anyway <laughs> – uh, coach, evaluating their team, offense or defense, is there one thing that jumps off the tape? Yeah, well, what jumps off the tape to me, Tommy, is they had a, a different quarterback uh, play last week. And, and he played a little bit before Gunther Johnson, uh, a sophomore, a kid that transferred from University of Arizona, had a very productive day. Um, he had five touchdowns, I believe, three in the air, two on the ground. Um, and the, the offense, you could tell, was going through him. That that they wanted him to run the football. They wanted to give him opportunities to throw the football. They have a couple receivers that are, are talented guys that have have good numbers and, and make impact plays. Um, defensively, the, going on four or five years now. Um, you know, in the box, I've always been impressed with the the size and the physicality that they play with, both at the defensive line position and at linebacker. And they have some some experienced. Um, guys in the back end, guys that we've, again, seen for two or three years. These guys have, have banked reps, so that, that's going to, as always, pose a challenge. You mentioned that they're a team that likes to throw the ball. What's the biggest challenge in the transition from preparing for a run-heavy team like Colgate to a pass-heavy team like Georgetown? 
Yeah, it, it all comes down to to recognition uh, of of what you're getting. Um, reading our keys defensively uh, to to know whether it's run or pass, and, and then executing based on on what our keys tell us. Obviously, geared up for the run against Colgate, but you know they're going to throw the football as well. So you you never truly sell out one way or the other. You you play fundamental football, fundamental defense. You read your keys and you react. And you guys defensively did a good job on the blitz a couple times last week. If you if your mindset is what is your mindset in regards to blitzing? Uh, is that something you want to do against the run, or is that something you'd almost want to do against the pass more? It worked because I'm not sure if you queued it up against Colgate again because of the running game threat, but then it maybe coincidentally ended up working on certain passing downs. Yeah, defensively you want to be sound at all times, and offensively too you want to be sound. So there are certain blitzes that are that are more run designed and then there's certain blitzes that are more you know pass designed and obviously you're calling them on the the appropriate down and distance you know I think when you watch our tape it speaks for itself we're going to mix we're going to mix in base looks and 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 pressure looks um you know it's going to vary week to week based on what we decide and uh, you know is best um through our film study um but we're we're going to do both Uh, we we've blitzed a good bit this year um but I also at the end of the day believe in playing sound fundamental defense and and having somebody in each gap and tackling the football and and getting it on the ground one of their receivers Michael Darius has five of their six receiving touchdowns that's something that obviously stands out on the stat sheet and on film what kind of problems do you expect him to present and does that change anything when one guy has so much of their volume yeah to me it's Darius and it's Williams number nine um they the 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 challenge that they present is they're big guys they are they are you know I think uh Darius is listed at 6'1". Brandon Williams is listed at 6'3". They're both over 200 pounds. They're big-bodied receivers. Um, so that, that to me, always presents a challenge. I think, you know, you look at our corners. We have good-sized corners, so I think in that respect we match up well. Um, but, you know, both those guys are, are very good football players um, that, that can be physical, um, go up, and, and get the football. I'm glad to know I'm not the only height weight guy in the room. <laughs> no, I looked at you because you yeah. always talk about the size of the yeah. Ford and corners. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it, you know, it's it's, it's looking good. <laughs> I've got one more for you, Coach. Um, the Hoyas are being outscored 136-29 to 29 in the first half this year. Is this a game that you envision your guys having a good chance to get on the scoreboard a little bit quicker? I know it, it's a game-to-game thing. Yeah, th- that's our goal every week. Um, we talk about starting fast each and every week. I, I, I am – very anxious to to get going and, and see us start the game on both sides of the football fast with some scoring drives. Um, Georgetown's going to present challenges to make that happen. Um, you know, I the 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 numbers speak for itself. Um, but you know, that is something for us to play winning football. Um, we need to do. Coach, thanks so much as always, and best of luck on Saturday. Thank you, guys. Great stuff as always from Coach Briner on Monday Night Quarterback. Tommy, we talked about Georgetown being the matchup this coming week in game number three of Patriot League play for Fordham. On paper, it looks like a matchup where they might be able to pick up that first conference win of the season, but it's also a road game, which has been commonplace this year. This is road game number six out of eight total. What is the biggest key for maybe Fordham getting back on track? You talked a lot in the last game about establishing the run with Chase Edmonds, so if he's healthy, just getting him more touches gives them a chance to beat a team that they might have more talent than on paper. I think that might be an area to look at. 
Yeah, it's a question mark each week, it seems, right now with Chase, and, and we talked about it during the broadcast. We're not really sure what percentage he's playing at. Uh, could be anywhere from, he could be playing at 50% or something, but this week's matchup, uh, now you're 0-2 in the Patriot League. Uh, Austin referenced it during the show. They acknowledged the hole that they're in within that league, but uh, putting the foot on the pedal, as Coach said, is uh, the only thing they can really focus on right now. And Chase has got to get that record for you after. And Chase is also, down. yeah, I- I'm really hoping he'll get me seven yards. <laughs> you guaranteed he would get 60 in the last game, but you did say over the course of four quarters, and he was taken out a little <laughs> bit early in the fourth quarter of Saturday's 38-12 loss up at Colgate, but that will do it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Thanks to head coach Andrew Briner, wide receivers coach Andre Barboza, wide receiver Austin Longy, and quarterback Luke Medlock. Next Monday, another edition of Monday Night Quarterback, a look back at the Georgetown game and a look ahead to the matchup with Lehigh. We'll have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches and our In the Huddle segment with some of the players. Remember to tune in on Saturday afternoon as the Rams are on the road against Georgetown. Kickoff at 2, and we'll be on with the one-on-one pregame report and extended version on 90.7 FM, WFUV.org, and WFUVsports.org at 1. And don't forget to tune in to one-on-one on Saturday at 1 p.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. only on WFUVsports.org. Until those times, for Tommy Aldrich, and our producer, John DeBarro. This is Matt Murphy. Have a good weekend, everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a production of WFUV Sports.